the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Good to have you along on a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show here on 98.9 The Answer. I will update you today, right at the top of the show, on a couple of topics we have been talking about in recent days. Uh, wokeism in Hilliard and Dublin schools and Sex Week at Ohio State. My efforts to find out some things regarding questions I have, legality, um, how these kinds of things can happen. So we'll touch on all that. We may have an update for you. Maybe you can explain to me. This is a pretty hot real estate market, City of Columbus. Uh, I have a friend. In fact, you can help me for sure with this. I'm going to throw this out there. Let's see the power of the Bruce Hooley Show audience. Uh, we have a new pastor on our staff at our church. Um, wonderful young guy, his wife. They have two very little boys. And they're looking for a place to live in Central Ohio. Uh, let's say within 20 minutes, any kind of 20-minute radius of Dublin, Hilliard. And they need a house. Houses are hard to find, man. Houses go boom like that. He was telling me stories of a house that's, you know, very modest house, 1,500 square feet, sells for 25000 over asking on day one, all cash, 40000 over asking on day one. So here's my question to you. If you would like to connect a house you have a house you rent that you want to sell a house that you know is coming on the market to a wonderful young family and do somebody a favor reach out to me here bruce at 9890answer.com no i'm not getting a real estate commission on this okay those days are over <laughs> but i'm just curious if you know hey you know this would be great or you're the neighbor and the house is coming available where you've had good neighbors they're moving away and you want good neighbors uh, trust me, these would be awesome neighbors. But I know enough about the real estate market because I used to have my license and I'm fascinated by it and I know a bunch of realtors that I'm just not hearing any stories about 7,000 square foot homes in upscale neighborhoods of Columbus that sell for $300,000 under asking price. 300000 under Asking price. And no, it's not a fixer-upper. It's a beautiful home. Um, but it sold a couple of weeks ago for 300000 under asking, according to Zillow. Let me say that because maybe Zillow got it wrong. According to Zillow, it sold for 300000 under asking. It's the house of, former house of, Congresswoman George, uh, Joyce Beatty of Columbus. Remember in October, we talked about the house. In Blacklick, they wrote about it in the dispatch about how 
she got it in a trust from Ohio Dominican, her and her late husband Otto, and they didn't. She didn't know what it sold. They, she didn't know what, it, what what they paid for it. She didn't have any idea. Because Otto dearly departed. Otto's gone. And she didn't have any idea what the house sold for. According to Zillow, again, putting it on them, I typed in the address, and it sold for $900,000. $300,000 under asking. Houses in central Ohio now aren't selling for anything under asking. They're certainly not selling for 25% under asking. But it appears that Joyce Beatty's house in Blacklick did. Can anyone explain that to me? I'd be curious to know how that happened. You, have you heard of any other stories like that? That The house, even at 900000 quite a bit of the way out of the budget of my uh, friend, our new pastor. But I'm just intrigued by that. And I've, uh, I've sent a tweet directed to Jim Weicker of the Columbus Dispatch, who wrote the original story about Joyce Beatty's a beautiful brick home in Blacklick on one and a half acres. Uh, and I'm hoping Mr. Weicker will update us on who purchased that home and why they got it at such a deep, 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 deep discount. Now, in my unending efforts to get you information on other matters that concern you, I have now reached out two consecutive days to Stacy Ratterman, the Director of Communications for Hilliard City Schools. Stacy, shockingly enough, has not gotten back to me yet. I want to know how Hilliard Schools selects the people who speak at their teachers' developmental seminars, their continuing education things, because the teachers are, re- are kind of required to have that. And recently, the teachers at Davidson High School, for two consecutive weeks on a Wednesday afternoon, had to sit through 45-minute presentations from Amanda from Kaleidoscope Youth Center telling the teachers how to affirm students who express gender confusion or how to coach students through coming out. Changing from a biological boy to a transgender girl or vice versa. She was giving them instruction on that. She was celebrating that. She was extolling the virtues of that and how the teachers should feel good about that. And so my questions to Stacy Ratterman and Hilliard City Schools and the president of the Hilliard Teachers Association are, number one, how do you select those developmental speakers? How much did you pay Amanda from Kaleidoscope Youth Center to spout her nonsense to your teachers. Were teachers given the opportunity to opt out of a developmental seminar that I know clearly conflicts with the religious beliefs of some of the teachers who sat there and were handed gender unicorn papers at the end to go home and color so they could brush up on the, according to Amanda, 20-plus different genders that exist among men and women, and every uh, mixture in between. And I want to know from Stacey Ratterman, who has not returned my calls the last two days, nor my email, I would like to know, because Amanda presented one view of that particular issue, will, in the interest of fairness, 
Hilliard City Schools, Hilliard Board of Education, will they be bringing in someone to present a dissenting view, an opposite view? That would seem to me to be the fair thing. So that's something I've been working on trying to get answers for you. And I will keep calling uh, Stacy, who used to work in local radio, so she should certainly smile toward uh, a local radio host like myself to provide answers to me, and then I will provide those answers to you. I also reached out today to the Ohio Attorney General's office. Because I have a curiosity about the funding for something I outlined to you yesterday, Sex Week at Ohio State. And I'm on the website, which is sexweekatosu.org. And I page down to the Partners and Sponsors section. And it says this. It says, Sex Week would not be possible without these folks. So we know who to blame undergraduate student government at Ohio State, the Ohio State University College of Social Work, the Ohio State University College of Public Health, Department of Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies. Those are four of the eight sponsors. Half the sponsors are official Ohio State organizations or Ohio State academic departments. So my question to the Ohio Attorney General's office is, stealing from Bill O'Reilly back in the day, is that legal? Is it legal for four Ohio State organizations to give money to a viewpoint, a pro-abortion viewpoint? By the way, NARAL is also a sponsor, so you know it's pro-abortion. And all the stuff on the website is, you know, decidedly pro-abortion. Which, okay, if they can give money to that, My question is, is that legal? You're picking a political position, an official academic department at Ohio State, a dean, a chair of a department, is picking and favoring and funding a political position. Are those same departments, gender, women's studies, social work, public health, and undergraduate student government, Are they, because they contributed to that one political viewpoint, are they obligated by law to also contribute to, let's just say, Students for Life? If the Ohio State Students for Life, and yes, they do have an organization at OSU, only 50 people in it, but if they wanted to go to these same four organizations and say, hey, hey, we're going to bring in Abby Johnson, or we're going to bring in Abigail Schreier, or we're going to bring in Ben Shapiro, we're going to bring in Matt Walsh, costs money to bring in people like that. And since you funded Sex Week, Ohio law compels you to give us funding so we can bring in a dissenting view. I want to know if state law in the state of Ohio requires those organizations to do that, or if it is against the law for those four organizations to pick and choose which side of the political aisle they favor on the issue of a politically charged issue like abortion. I I was able to reach someone who gave me some answers. They were very interesting answers, and I will share them with you next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Ah, civil disobedience, a beautiful thing. The Canadian truckers have gotten around the Ottawa police confiscating their gasoline by making it really, really difficult to tell Who is bringing gasoline to the truckers? How do they do that? Well, everybody walking in and about the area of downtown Ottawa, which is teeming with parked 
trucks honking their horns, uh, is now walking around carrying a gas can. <laughs> can't arrest them all. Can't arrest them all. So they're all walking around with gas cans. Some of them with two gas cans. Sure. Against the law to bring gas to the truckers? How much time do you have? You want to pull me over and arrest me? I mean, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I love the civil disobedience. And I love people who think creatively and shine the light on darkness. That's what I'm trying to do when I see an endeavor like Sex Week at Ohio State. All right, look, so you obviously know where I stand from a pro-life standpoint. So you know I'm not going to agree with Sex Week. I'm not going to agree with something that glorifies the LGBTQ lifestyle. But you also have to find a lane in which you can voice your objection from the people who can help and not expect them, because you can't compel them, to have the exact same moral objection to it that you do. We'd love it if they did, but it's not practical and a lot of times not legal. But what does the law allow, and how can you stand against something like this? Well, the best way to stand against anything is to take away its funding. Take away its funding. So when I look at Sex Week at Ohio State, I look at who's sponsoring it. And, you know, we got some pretty predictable people who sponsor it. NARAL, which is pro-abortion, you know they're going to sponsor it, of course. Used Kids Records. Okay, I mean, they're a private business. They can do what they want. Uh, an adult uh, shop in the short north. Yeah, they can do what they want. But the sponsors that are officially Ohio State organizations, College of Social Work, Women's Gender Studies, Student Government, how's that legal? So I called the Ohio Attorney General's office, and I posed that question. Is this legal? Now, I called the Ohio Attorney General's office because I thought, where else would I go to find out whether something is within the bounds of the law or not? And I got a very nice person who called me back, and we had a nice conversation. But I became increasingly incredulous as we spoke because he he is going to research it. He is going to take it to people in his office who can hopefully provide an answer. But he kept saying, well, we really don't give legal advice. And I said, well, I'm not asking you for legal advice. I'm asking you for a legal determination. Is this legal? Can departments at Ohio State fund a decidedly political viewpoint? If they can, and I'm not, I'm not, I won't be surprised if they're allowed to do that. I will be surprised, and I would say it is a hiccup in the law if some dean or academic chair at Ohio State is able to say, yeah, we'll fund a pro-abortion initiative, we'll fund a pro-gay initiative, we'll fund a pro-LGBTQ initiative, but if another student organization at Ohio State, and this sex week is sponsored by one, if a competing student organization, let's say Students for Life, Students for Abstinence, I don't even know if they have that, but if they did, if they came to us and said, well, you gave our opponents money, you have to give us money too, could that department turn that down? That's what I wanted to know from the Attorney General. And he said, we don't give legal advice. And I'm like, 
but I need you to make a legal determination. Isn't that what you do? Nah, it's not really what we do. Besides, and I've heard this many times before, many times before I've heard this, we're Ohio State's attorney. We represent Ohio State. We're the state of Ohio, so we're kind of the attorney for everybody in state government. We're the attorney for Ohio State. So we can't really do anything, even, I mean, that was the distinct impression. He didn't say that, but that's the distinct impression I got was like, we really don't even want to know, Bruce, if this is legal. And I said, wait a second, isn't that what you do? Like, isn't that your whole reason for existence is to determine this is legal, this isn't. Mask mandate, legal, not legal. Vaccine mandate, legal, not legal. I thought, foolishly, I guess, you go to the Ohio Attorney General's office, to get a ruling on that. So then I approached it another way. I said, okay, you're the attorney for Ohio State. It's my impression that any good attorney would want to advise their client ahead of time. Don't do that. It's against the law. Or if you're going to do something like that, do it this way so you're within the law. I said, isn't that your job as an attorney? And he had to allow me, yes, it is their job as an attorney, to advise their clients to to not engage in illegal activity. So I appreciate the call back. I'm waiting for an answer, but I don't think I should be able, I don't think I should have to get this answer from the Columbus Bar Association or from some individual attorney. But what's going to take, if this is not legal, is somebody, some citizen, some attorney to file an act and say, you can't do this. You cannot do this. Too late to stop it because sex week is next week. I don't think we'll get any judge to act on it that quick. We sure won't get Maureen O'Connor, the chief justice of the Ohio Supreme Court, to do anything about it. She is, uh, it appears, a rhino, Republican in name only. She's run as a Republican. She has now continued to be on the side of the liberal justices on the Ohio Supreme Court when it comes to the state's legislative maps. Uh, The Ohio Christian Alliance issued a statement yesterday in the wake of Justice O'Connor siding with the Democrats that she should face impeachment because of the rogue manner that she's joined the radical left by trying to disrupt the 2022 midterms. The other major Christian policy organization... Here locally, of course, is Center for Christian Virtue. Uh, Aaron Baer, Center for Christian Virtue, not taking a position on this. He says, we're frustrated by the courts stepping in an area where they very clearly don't have authority. But at the same time, we're focused now on telling people about the dangers of marijuana, trying to pass the backpack bill. We've got our plate pretty full here at CCV. So you do have to pick your battles. Uh, I'm picking one over sex week and over what's going on in Hilliard schools. And we'll keep you abreast of that. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.